Passing Dimes is over the moon to partner with BetStamp. BetStamp is a mobile app in the sports betting space that shows you the odds from every sports book in one spot. Do you enjoy betting on the NHL, the NBA, the NFL, World Cup, or more? With BetStamp, you can compare the best available odds at one sportsbook versus the worst odds at another sportsbook all in one place. Go to the App Store today and download BetStamp for free and use code DIMES, that's D-I-M-E-S. For a limited time, BetStamp is offering you, a friend of the show, an opportunity to learn more about BetStamp and several sportsbooks where you can get an edge in online sports betting. Message the Passing Dimes Instagram or Facebook account for more information. Hello and welcome back to Sharp Cuts. My name is Garrett May alongside Josh Nickel. As always, welcome back to the show. And Josh, you disappoint me this week, man. Not to absolutely bury our guest, but like we had a bit of a good thing going. You're up, you're down, and now... I don't know. We'll have to let you decide the quality of this guest, everybody. So, Josh, who did you bring with you? Like, I'm meeting somebody for the first time. Like, what, are you bringing strangers on the show? Like, people I don't even... What are you doing here? Stranger to you, Garrett, but uh, this is going to make you feel old. So, our guest is is only 18 years old. He's a first year with the Trent Excalibur. He's a graduate of everyone's least favorite club, the Pac-Man Volleyball Club. So, that one's going to get us some clicks because you either love or hate those guys. There, there's no in-between on Pac-Man. So, he's won some provincial and national medals. He represented Canada at U19 Worlds. Uh, he was one half of, we talked about this previous, I'm not wearing the shirt tonight, Garrett, but... Uh, Team Charizard. They made some merch. I have some. So he's done a lot of things. And Garrett, this might be the first hot take of the show. He's from Georgetown, which per capita might have the highest volume of volleyball players per capita. What's his name, Josh? <laughs> Welcome to the show, Charlie Windsor. Charlie. Hey, Charlie. How you doing? Yeah. Hey, how you doing, man? Yeah, yeah finally. Introduced by me, Josh. Yeah. Did you say thanks for having you? I did. Yeah. Thank you for having me. That, I mean, really respectful, man. Like a really, I mean, you've heard the show before, right? I have yes, once or twice. I doubt okay. it. I doubt it. He's he's biding his time, but maybe he wants to bury you, Josh, and be respectful to me. In which case, I would say great guest. So comment down below later on the quality of Charlie as a guest. Not to set you up for failure, Charlie, but we get no comments. So if nobody confirms or denies, we'll never absolutely know. So wait a minute, Team Charizard, and that was you. Yeah. No, we uh, did you we make any money on that? Trying- Let's get the stats yeah. on how that went. The can stats. you say that, or are we going to get cease and desisted here? No, I can say that. I don't think I don't think the Pokemon company cares that much. Uh, we oh, they started do. off as yeah, no, they don't. It's uh, we started off with an idea from Josh uh, in terms of like making T-shirts, and throughout the summer, like training with the national team, he was calling us Team Charizard. So we turned that into a T-shirt idea. Uh, I pretty much looked up like Charizard got like the most atrocious JPEG I could. And just plopped it onto a T-shirt, added some like Comic Sans font, uh, and put it up on my story. And all of a sudden, I had like 60, 65 people that wanted to buy a shirt. Um, so we That's made a lot of people close. Yeah, for a shirt that I put all of ten minutes on like a phone editing app into, we made like five hundred bucks towards like travel and expenses for Worlds. So that was that was really good. Well, congrats to you. It sounds like we need to get this show up on your page because 60 to 65 people, that'd be a huge boost to our numbers. We double our viewership. We need some help there. I mean, good for you. But wait a minute, though, Charlie. Back up a second. You said Josh's idea was to make a shirt. Josh called you Team Charizard. And Josh was, what, going around telling people about this? Like, are you giving all the credit to Josh for this? I don't think I, d- I, d- I definitely didn't come up with the name. Somebody said it at practice no, no. and it just, we, like, it just stuck with me, Garrett. I don't know who who deserves the credit of the nickname, but uh, as a lazy coach, it was easy just to assign courts and say, Charizard, you're over there. Like I didn't have to say like Cam and Charlie. And the shirt idea came from a very, you know, athletes like team gear, Garrett. And I don't know if you've heard, but Lulu actually went to team Canada. So they weren't uh, the beach sponsor this year. So it means when Charlie represented us on the UI team, they got like some gear, but they didn't get a lot of gear. So, you know, the guys want the stuff. So I said, hey, why don't you just have a growth mindset and make your own and then he did garrett and i bought a shirt and it's he says he put 10 minutes into it i think he put a lot into it because i thought they turned out rather sharp well isn't this a great feel-good story to start off sharp cuts i'm glad because we're about absolutely about to head south wait no we do have a bit more positivity before we head south um but hold on back up 
Pac-Man, you made a couple of comments there, Josh. You made a Pac-Man comment. You made a Georgetown comment. I'm sure the people from Langley, BC are going to be pissed to hear you say that Georgetown has the highest per capita volleyball players in the country. Well, let's go per capita. So so I don't know what the population of Georgetown is. Charlie can do it when I'm done name dropping here. But Robbie and Stephen Abrams have both represented Canada on the beach. Charlie's represented Canada on the beach. Jake McNeil is from Georgetown. And then if you go... Okay, but, and then you go to the indoor side, Coppers, the Veltman sisters, Caitlin Wark. Like, there's been some, I'm probably missing some, but again, if we only go per capita, Garrett, like, if you go total, then yes, Langley or Calgary, or there's some other communities, I'm sure Toronto might make a case for this. Toronto's probably up there. <laughs> but Georgetown's pumped out some volleyball players. Yeah, no, for sure. Georgetown's big, and even on the beach side, you forgot uh, Josh Demukas, who was U19 Worlds a couple of years ago, and I believe Reed Hall as well. Uh, and pretty much most of the guys you name dropped were my high school. So within the past like 10, 12 years, like Georgetown District High School, which is where I went, doubt like probably six or seven guys for the beach national team. Okay. Well, good for you guys out there in Georgetown pumping out all these volleyball players. Okay. Well, freaking done. Is anybody going out and winning tournaments? I mean, yeah, they were. They were pretty successful. I mean, I, but I, I'm moving like the goalposts. I'm absolutely moving the goalposts as oh. soon as you set it up. But I will continue to do so. So get used to it. Welcome to the show, Charlie. And Pac-Man, I don't think there's a more hated club with a more well-regarded and loved club director. Like, ever. Like, like Kelly Smith, one of the salt-of-the-earth human beings. Love that guy. Nicest guy club everybody hates pac-man i don't i don't get it how does that make sense explain it to me i don't know pac-man wins that's just that's it really and then it's like you show up to a tournament and i used to like when i was younger i didn't play for pac-man so i'd show up to a tournament and i'd get there and i'd look at the pools or whatever it's like pac-man and everyone just kind of groans it's like it is not what you want hmm Interesting. Which do you think the fear factor is higher of? Seeing Pac-Man in your pool or seeing Crush in your pool? That's a close one. That's really a toss-up. A close one? Come on. It's not a close one. If you saw Crush in your pool, you'd be like, first of all, who the hell is this? Where are they coming from? Like, it doesn't exist anymore. And second of all, you'd know that these adults are coming back to dominate kids, which would be, you'd absolutely have to be afraid of that. So, yes, I'm taking, what did I lose you guys? You get. Oh no, you're just you're just staring at me, not moving. Actually, that's what is it? Oh, you two guys. Okay, moving on. You know what? I'm I'm sick of this. Okay, you guys. No, I do have one already. You did bring up crush. I do have one comment because I, I went and I helped out at a practice with Lee Side because uh, Jake McNeil was coaching it, and we went out for for a coach's dinner after. And Katie, who you know through Lee Side, she was there, and we were just talking about clubs and heritage, Garrett. And her comment, which I thought was extremely accurate, is the only reason people know that crush still existed because it's it's years now, Garrett. It's still. The only reason people know it still existed because the people who are a part of it won't let it die. If you know yep. anyone on Crush, they probably bring it up every day. You're talking about volleyball somehow, some way. Yeah, and I mean, that's the legacy you want to leave is a bunch of people who've done something great and will never let you forget about it. Like, how else do you keep something going? By consistently being good and passing it on to the next generation? No, that's for losers, okay? <laughs> glory days. Live the glory days. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Well, Josh, quickly, before we move on to everybody's favorite segment, again, we still don't know, but before we move on to that, is there any results that we really need to care about? Like, you know, I feel like we should talk about what's going on in the world, but I don't, I don't really know. Like you need to help me to care about some things that are happening off the top of your head. I'm putting you on the spot. Can you name anything interesting? Uh, Amanda Harnett and uh, Marie-Alex Belanger, they won another Norseca medal, so they just took a third at the at the recent one in Dominican. Uh, Aaron Chambers and Liam Kopp, they took a fourth, so we won't mention them because we only like the medals here on this show, Garrett, but uh, Correct. they lost a semifinal. I think it was 41-39. Have you ever played that deep into a set that it was in the 40s? I think never for me. That's crazy. 41-39 in a beach game? Yeah. Tough loss. It's like a whole second set. <laughs> yeah. You might as well just say who wins that set wins the whole game. Like, why would you even play it? Like, <laughs> Absolutely. And they lost it. Yeah. Yeah. That was to the Americans. That's a tough. That's a tough pill to swallow. Absolutely. Yeah. You scored 39 points in a set and lost. <laughs> Wasn't good enough. Wasn't good enough. And uh, we don't, we won't mention them because they finished fourth. Well, okay, we did mention them. Congratulations on, you know, getting to the semifinals and then losing two in a row, I guess. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Anything else we should care about? 
Uh, Brazil, as we're recording this, started today. Unfortunately, Jake and Alex lost in the qualifier, but they get second-round qualifier points, so I think that's their best result of the year in terms of volume of points, so that's a good one. I think that's it on the beach side right now, Garrett. Indoor is starting to heat up. They're starting to play like CEV Cup Series, so you know the indoor guys, I'm sure Pierce Johnson, if he were here, would tell us all the latest results, but uh, I don't even have one to point out that I think is more spectacular than the other. And and U Sports, I think every conference has officially started now that the OUA has started, so there's some news. Hold on, back up though. Did you just mention a guy, Jake and Alex, losing in the qualifier and achieving their best result of the year? Yes. So if you get into an Elite 16, Garrett, like it is redundant. Oh, they got into an Elite 16? Well, they got in by getting off the plane. They were in the second round of the qualifier. So by competing and battling with uh, this other squad. Nope, I immediately respect it way more. I'm immediately on board for best result ever. Go in there, grime out a second round qualifier loss for doing absolutely nothing in the Elite 16. I respect it. Well, let's not say didn't do nothing. Like they still, they're professional volleyball players. They went to a professional tournament and and they competed. But to give our. If they had forfeited, it would have been the same result. Okay, that's a good argument. That's a good argument. Uh, to give perspective, so they got 400 points for that event. When they finished second, so at a futures event where they had to battle, get out of pool, win a pre-quarter, win a quarter, win a semi, lose a heartbreaker in the final, they got 360 points. So just to put that in perspective of the tiering system of the FIB, just by getting off the airplane, it was their best result. Okay, so Charlie, as you're listening to this, I think you should just really understand that it's hopeless and you should give up now and there's no chance for you ever. So I think that's just really the lesson here. So get out now while you still can. Or find the tournaments that are a little bit less attended maybe later in the fall, and you can get your best results by doing the least amount of work. Is this not an example of work smarter, not harder? I I actually fully respect that. Like, that is (laughs) the definition of my career, I think. Like, just be around, go, see what happens. Like, I got into a lot of tournaments just by being there. So absolutely go for that. All right. Well, so it sounds like you're pretty lackluster on the results, Josh. Charlie, you know, told us the story about Team Charizard. Okay, let's move on to everybody's favorite segment. Again, we don't know. Charlie, are you listening to the show? Do you, is this a favorite segment? What's the feeling in the community about Players and Clowns of the Week? Um, I can't necessarily speak for the community, but I think speak I can. Speak on behalf of all of- listeners right now. Tell us what all listeners think about it. Clown of the Week, Player of the Week are top tier segment, in my opinion. That's the kind of reinforcement we needed, Charlie. That's why we brought you on the show. Okay, now you're up first. So Player of the Week, you start us off. (laughs) Welcome to the show. So Player of the Week, Josh actually, in my opinion, missed a pretty big one on the results side. Um, Let's go. I'm I'm bearing Josh and complimenting somebody. And it's not really one that you would think of too often. Um, But I'm going to give my Player of the Week to team actually is the uh, Women's National Sitting Volleyball Team. Uh, they're at Worlds right now, and they uh, 3-1 to Italy in the quarters today. Uh, so they're in the semis now, which is their best result ever at Worlds so far. Like, they haven't medaled. Uh, they were ranked sixth coming into the tournament, and they've been playing, like, such good volleyball. Like, I think sitting volleyball is, really doesn't get enough recognition for, like, how hard it is. At, uh, at our Nationals this year, they had, like, a showcase going on. And just looking like the ball control that they have is insane. So I'm going to give my player of the week to them. That's awesome. Yep, absolutely. Probably the best player of the week ever uh, that we've ever had because that was also going to be one of my players of the week. So I'm glad I picked two because we doubled up there, Josh. And I love it when I, we get to compliment somebody and bury you at the same time. I, was and I purposely that was, did that. When he I said, purposely like, did that. I said, hey, do you have any results? Because I knew you probably missed the sitting result and then we could reference it later. So absolutely. But yeah, sitting, I would love a chance to play sitting and just see what that is like and like feel that out because like it looks intense and i know you're just sitting you don't jump obviously but like it's hard you gotta keep that ball in play because you can't run and go get it like you're on your ass the whole time so like i mean good for them good for team canada women we'll we'll get to it a bit later where we maybe have some hot takes no spoilers for some hot takes we'll be talking later but it might involve sitting volleyball anyways but great player of the week charlie anything else you want to add about them um no not really i think i summed it up what are the highlights of sitting volleyball like do you think like are there bounces like do they do they have like a highlight reel of like sweet digs or like nice sets or like just them winning joust and like really pushing somebody over like what's the big play in sitting do we know i feel like it would be just a lot of like good defensive plays like they hit high hands and someone picks it up and gets it to a spot kind of thing to run the offense i think that 
I obviously don't play sitting volleyball, uh, but I think in terms of watching as well, that would be one of the more entertaining things to see. I'd love to see a bounce too, just like a really long person just reaching up and just bouncing it down on a quick set or something. It seems unrealistic, but that would be awesome too. Josh, you were about to say something, but you're not really an expert on fantastic plays, are you? No, not at all. I was going to give uh, Charlie a shout out because he said he hasn't listened to the show, but him going at me before going to the player of the week, I think that showed experience. I think that shows that he has paid enough attention. Uh, we've had some sitting players on the show, Garrett. I think you're right. I don't think the bounce what do you mean is on really the, the big show, play? Josh. Like, you, oh, sorry, like, the, man, the, the, the bigger He's going to bury me. Like, yeah, like, what do you mean on the show? Like, do we work together? Are we partners? You don't even tell me about things. Like, is it our show, Josh, or is it your show? I, we, we should do a better job, and by we, I mean me, because I usually get the guests and you do all the other hard work for the show, but uh, I, I should try to get some sitting guests on this show. But on Passing Dimes, we've had a lot of it, and it's uh, I, I think Charlie's right. I think it's like longer rallies. I think it's scrambly. I think it's it's situations to show off their ball control and make a good play where you're right, Garrett. I, I might have to reach out and see if people do bounce the ball, but every time I've seen like a good clip from like Derek or Bryce or Danielle, it's usually like a super long rally ball control play. Well, sounds like I would fit in. And if they would let me play, I'm down. Because sitting is about the only thing I'm doing these days since having not officially retired. So, um, but I, I don't, don't want to speak out a turn and, and invite you, Garrett. But I do know that uh, because they are a camp space program, like they're not a centralized program, they are divided out in, in certain pockets. I don't want to speak for which community, but there might be people who train in Vancouver who are always looking for people to play against. Because if you do follow uh, Derek, and I'm not going to try your last name on the air here, buddy, sorry, because I won't do it justice. Uh, he trains at Toronto Pan Am, but they're usually looking for bodies or people to play against because they have their own training group, but they don't get to train like full games very often. So I think some of them. Um, like Bryce, I think, is is close to Thunder Bay, and he trains against either high school guys or university guys. So, yeah, maybe there is an opportunity for us to, you know, create some content and show how awesome or poor our ball control here is on Sharp Cuts and play some sitting. If anybody's out there listening and has and is in Vancouver or Toronto and looking for somebody to participate and play against, just a body for sitting, hit me up. Like, I'm down for that. Like, that would be an absolute blast to help those those players train. So... I don't think I'm ever going to get that shot, but hey, it's worth it's worth it's worth reaching out. Um, okay, Josh, Simonowitz, S Y M O N O W I C Z. Derek, he posts a lot of content. He's on our men's sitting team, and, and I'll give credit to Volleyball Canada. It's in the curriculum for uh, the development coach course, Garrett. So anyone who takes their their dev coaching right now, their intro in a coach certification. There's a sitting segment. Whenever I do a clinic, I try to deliberately put it before lunch because people always want to play way longer than the course allots for because it is a really fun sport. So you try to do it before lunch and you kind of make a mini tournament. I've never had a bad time playing sitting, even though my ball control is probably the worst on the show uh, currently and all yeah, time. I, Anyways. I'd fully agree with that. Yeah, I'd fully agree with that and double down even and make a bet on it. But uh, okay, yeah. so, so I mean, I think I'll probably go next because Charlie, I let him go first and then stole my player of the week so or did i but i'm glad i had a backup um so let me pull it up here so yeah so my player of the week now instead of going to team canada women sitting has to go to an indoor player and i just you know what, josh i went back to the low-hanging fruit this week of statistics and mine. stat lines and i'm about to steal yours aren't i <laughs> oh this is beautiful so my player of the week this week is brody hofer Got you. Got him. <laughs> Absolutely. As if I picked two players of the week this week and you both picked the same one I picked. Screw you both. Like, watch it. I'm coming for you, by the way. But going on to Brody, because, I mean, he deserves some call-out. One of the more impressive stat lines I think you'll ever see with 26 kills, three errors on 33 attempts. So, like, 26 kills on 33 attempts for an outside hitter is just unreal. Like, it's crazy. He's hitting, he's hitting 700 on on like 30 on volume on 33 attacks in a big win over Calgary like kind of kind of surprising like I never did that like for me to get 26 kills I'd have to have at least probably 50 sets um to get that and this guy's doing it on 33 with only three errors like good for him like I'm, I'm kind of jealous and that whole team hit very well that game with a 40 percent efficiency as a team. Like what the what the heck is going on over there in Trinity? What do they have in the water? What are they doing over there? Because it's kind of unfair. I think 
Yeah, that was going to be mine because these are ridiculous numbers. I think on the post I saw, Garrett, that's a modern day. They called it a modern day because I don't think we have records back enough, but that's a modern day Trinity record. And you think of all the outsides who have come through to hit at that efficiency, like that's that's way up there. Uh, I, I'm sure if we watch the game, Matthias Elser deserves some sort of credit, but uh, Brody obviously deserves it. And speaking to some indoor guys, apparently he hits like the gnarliest ball right now, like so heavy, he can hit all the angles. Like th- this is not unique. He's going to put up these numbers all year, I think. Which, but it kind of like it kind of makes me feel like it's a bit sus, you know. Like there was one game in university that I went fifteen three on eighteen on the stat sheet, right? Which is insane, but it wasn't true. I got dug at least ten times. They just didn't count any continues, which makes me wonder: like, are these statisticians like? fudging the numbers a little bit like if they get a free ball or he hits it and the guy digs it's overpass or it's like a recycle off the block they're not counting as a total attempt like a continue and boosting this guy's numbers i really wonder i mean i don't mean to i mean i'm gonna double down on a previous clown of the week is the stats keepers is we rarely get it right so it makes me wonder like is it a bit edged in this guy's favor for that percentage i i can't back up the stats takers maybe charlie who's actually in the league can defend them but uh i think we do it very poorly in the oua so i i don't know for a fact garrett i mean some of your stat lines are legendary i wouldn't be telling people that they're wrong well okay so phil james in that same game they didn't count any continues he went 12 for 12 12 oh 12 like that would be a modern day record for efficiency like hundred percent kills on the match like you know all it takes is one game to get the stats wrong and then you burn that record like kind of kind of crazy and also interesting had a teammate who hit 406 with for 66 percent efficiency like what's the minimum requirement of total attempts for that i don't know what is it like is it 10 attempts do you have to have like certain amount of kills like i don't know what that looks like it's an interesting record to keep though Charlie, okay, you any, two any you thoughts? two figured out. Like this is a show here. Like it's supposed to be back and forth. There's supposed to be some engagement. There's supposed to be some commentary. Like we've been sitting here for 20 minutes and you could die. you Josh, you're fiddling on your phone. Charlie, you're sitting there looking off. Like, do you guys have anything to contribute to this? Or am I gonna be carrying this whole damn thing? I'm in full panic mode because you took my player of the week and I'm going through box scores like crazy right now. Feel it, Josh. Feel that burn. I can take over for a little bit at least in terms of I take over. What do you mean take over? I'm running the like, show. Sorry. You got something to say? No, like giving Josh time to do this. Like, I are you going to bury defend. Josh? Because that's appropriate. I cannot defend the stat takers. Uh, they butchered many things uh, from our game this weekend, and like from one game with like with all the access we have now, especially the perf book and everything. Like, it's just there's really you've got to be doing better than what's currently going on. I don't know how the system is run, who they have doing it, and how they have doing it but I know there has to be a better way of doing it. Well, See, that's interesting. That's interesting because, Garrett, most of the league subscribes to an organization called Perfbook, which is, uh, uh, I'm not sure his role. I'll say he so, runs. Sorry, it. it's, called, it, it's called Pervbook? Perf, P-E-R-F. Like perfect. Pervbook. Anyways, yeah. Anyway, so Lionel from the indoor national team, like one of their scouts, he's involved in it. So that's interesting that each school has their own stat taker. But if we're all going to send our video to one source and they're tagging it, like that's a third party, would you then consider those stats more valuable than the student at the table who's just like doesn't know what a block assist is or whatever it is? Like, I wonder if we're ever going that way that you would take either what Volumetrics or what Perfbook says is the stat. I don't really care because the wronger they are, the happier I am in some ways. I know I called them out last week, but like, let's, let's screw it up completely. Like why stop at missing a few? Like let's blow it absolutely completely out of proportion. Like somebody gets 50 digs in a set. Like, I don't know, like every time they touch the ball, they get a dig or something like, I don't know. They just make an honest mistake for a newbie, but let's it's, who knew who cares? Like what awards and stuff. Also, Shout out to Corey Schoner, who hit negative 400 in the game where his teammate hit 700% efficiency, 3-7-10. That's tough to be so inefficient when your teammate is just dominating. Although maybe it's easier because your team's winning and you're so good and nobody cares that you are struggling. I don't know. 
You ready, Josh? Like we're waiting ready. for you. Like we've ready. Like... So it was going to be Brody. I have it in my notes here. I had it written down. He hits uh, 697, 26 kills, three years. Just so no one knows, I'm not making this up, Garrett. I had it in my notes here. But I just said that, so I don't know that you had it in there. I wasn't writing down your stuff. Anyway, so I'll, I'll go, Garrett. It's been a while, but I think Western is back. I think Western's got a team this year. Charlie's already like no chance, but they they won two games against TMU this week. I'm gonna give it to um, Blake Fennick. I, he, I don't know if this is even a stat in volleyball, Gary, but we're gonna call it a double double, double digit kills, double digit digs. Had a big night, so that's Big Bad Western taking down TMU, formerly Ryerson. But uh, Blake Fenwick is gonna be. I think I called him by a different name when I introduced it, but now I'm on board. Blake Fenwick, you are my player of the week from Big Bad Western. Two three zero wins, Garrett. They might be back on the radar here. It's been a while since Garrett May and friends left. Maybe the Purple Ponies are back in town. Yeah, uh, like I think there's a strong chance that you're very wrong, um, <laughs> because Western is absolutely cursed. They will never win the Ontario Provincials. Going four silvers in a row, just it has to curse you for life. Like you're never gonna climb that mountain again. Um, so, but I mean, good for Blake on the great game. Yeah, good weekend, great done, great, well done. But yeah, sorry, Jim, I think you're absolutely cursed. So. <laughs> Are you we guys gonna play Western this year, Charlie? On this show, uh, yeah, we actually play Western in like two or three weeks. Uh, we play them on the Friday and the Sunday because they schedule our game for the weekend of the Day Cup. Uh, so we get a nice fun day off in London. That'll be a good time. But no, I think definitely like what you're saying, like Western took a strong class of like guys my year, like their current first years, they took a lot of like really solid guys. So especially if they're already having success, like it looks like they're gonna continue to build over the next few. So they could potentially be very strong in a couple of years. Or this year. They'll find a way to screw it up. Guys, they will find a way to screw it up. Like, what what are you... Come on. This is... You're going to give them some credit here? Josh, this is maybe going to be the cockiest thing I'll ever say. They had me, and they couldn't figure it out. So what do you think they're going to do with a bunch of nobodies like these guys? (laughs) Maybe Jim's got something cooking because they played a back-to-back, Garrett. That's not going to be uncommon in the OUA this year where you play the same team twice. So on the first night... Uh, 21, 21, 19. So like TMU was in it in different moments. The second night, Western left no doubt. Jim Sage pulling the adjustments on the game plan. Different guys picking up information. 16, 15, and 18, Garrett. That's a big discrepancy. If you lose 25, 15 in the OUA, you were never in that set. Josh, you're absolutely 100% reaching because you panicked and had to pick a new player of the week <laughs> because I stole yours and went before you. And so you're just going to go into this, and I'm just saying it's false. Like, don't you give that man way too much credit. But, hey, prove me wrong, Western. Prove me wrong. Put me in the Hall of Fame and then go and win a championship, and we'll all celebrate together. And But until then, I'm, I'm maybe not a fan. I don't know. Am I going to hold my fandom hostage? Nobody cares. Um Okay, enough of that positivity. Although it was incredibly negative, players of the week segment. I gotta say, so let's let's even get even more negative and get into clowns of the week. So I'm gonna start uh, because I don't want anyone to take my clowns of the week. I've got a lesson learned on that. Is if there's ever a doubt, go first on this. So I got I got a couple clowns of the week. So there was a match again, low hanging fruit. Going back to the stats, this is an awesome way to just get content, by the way. So we're going to keep coming back to it. You have to comment and tell us to stop. Otherwise, we're going to keep doing it. So here it comes. So friends, friend, team, team friend of the show, Saskatchewan, you, you Sask, men's volleyball team, friends of the show. We've had a few of them on here, former setter of mine. Go out and get a 3-0 win against UFE in what I'm going to guess, I don't know, I'm going to guess is a pretty lame game all around. Pretty bad game. So I'm going to just roll through some guys in kind of an escalating order that I hope is uh, interesting. So Dylan Mortensen, friend of the show, we've had him on, um, goes 10-9 on 38 for a 0.2% hitting efficiency, which is is pretty bad, you know, but in a 3-0 win. So... I mean, maybe you kind of get over it. Who cares? So he's not the worst, though. Let's look over to UFV, who used to play in the college league in the Pac West, 
and moved up to the university league. I don't know what year. That's a trivia question right there. And they have four guys hit negative in this match, which is just really never a good winning strategy, I think. So they have, I mean, one of them was, I think, the setter. So, I mean, that, you know, I don't know. What are you going to do on that? But so you have a few, you know, negative 10%, negative 10%, whatever. So you got Ryan Adams. Sorry, Ryan goes 3-5 for 12 for negative 16%. That's a tough match for sure. But it wasn't the toughest match on the team as Caleb Castellane. Sorry if I'm butchering your name, but I'm also calling you out. Goes three kills, four errors on 20 attempts for a negative 5% efficiency. Which is a tough game. Like you you get basically no kills. You make more errors than kills. And you get set 20 times. Like that's just a tough game. So UFV, I think y'all know you got to figure it out. But here's another reminder if there's any listeners from Garrett here at Sharp Cuts. Come at me. Like get better. Otherwise SAS is going to dominate you. Um, so there's my clowns of the week. Is that too harsh? Am I being harsh? A lot of research. I think uh, Fraser Valley is on the rise. Uh listeners will know or fans of the can west will know they they beat ubc this year like they're they had a rough year last year i think they're they're more competitive now well it's just strange then that you go and beat ubc and then perform like this against saskatchewan so maybe, at home maybe too, just, right they didn't travel to sas sas came to them for this one it was in abbotsford yep so yeah. it was very close to me um yeah, actually, I was in Abbotsford when this match was being played at a different match in a different league. Interesting. So I was very close to this match without actually having been there. So there you go. That's crazy. They beat, U- they beat UBC and then go and lay a complete egg against Saskatchewan. Yeah, I don't want to upset any, any UBC fans. They split with because the Can West, they play the back-to-back. But yeah, Fraser Valley took one down, which is a, a good win for their program. Yeah, winning a match is big. Like, win a match. No? Speaking okay. of winning you, a match, you Charlie plays like, a trend. Are we going to rip on this guy now? <laughs> yes. Can we show some personality on this show? We got a couple of cardboard boxes here on camera. Like, let's go, you two. Josh, are you, what are you, on your phone? Like, you got somewhere important to be? Like, we do this show every week, dude. Like, what is go- Clown of the Week to you two guys. What is going on here? You guys just looking at me like nothing? Like, come on, we're doing Clown. Keep- we're doing everybody's favorite segment of the week. So- I have to keep looking stuff up so my facts are right, Garrett. I don't want to pop off. Clown of the week yourself for wrong facts. Like, nobody really cares that much. Charlie, what's your excuse? You nervous since your first episode with us? Like, you do scare me a little bit, but I think (laughs) to go back to, like, what you were talking about before, like, for some people, a win is a lot bigger than what it might be for some other people. Um, So I think there are some uh, programs, I'm not going to name names, um in the well, that's, this is the where, show of naming names <laughs> i'm not naming names because i might play let's see if we can teams. guess it josh uh, let's see if we can guess it based on this upcoming description uh where i think if you add a win to a previously winless season that that might be cause for celebration just hypothetically speaking not related hypothetically, to an actual not program. naming any names well, we have to throw no. RMC in there because they had several winless seasons. So, I mean, RMC's in the mix on that. So we, Steve I mean, Lechnoy's they know coach it though. Of the year last year. So maybe the Sharp Cuts game of the week will be when RMC plays Trent. That'll be for the Sharp Cuts Cup. Oh, are you talking about yourself here? Is this a self-defense mechanism for a winless season? Did Trent go winless last year? I do believe they finished lower than RMC. I don't think they were winless, but they were lower than RMC um, last year. No, yeah, winless. Winless. Who's uh, in in Trent's defense, they were down to like last year it was like third string setter, second, third string left side. Like it was fully roll bench and still close game, still lost. Uh we don't talk about the all time record, but it's like definitely it's improving. Like you can tell. Uh and I think from this past weekend especially, like against Mac, the score didn't really reflect how the game went like there was there was volleyball going on not just a serve pass kill every single time kind of yeah, i mean it's a good sign when your pro when your volleyball team starts to play some volleyball yeah i think that i think we got to take some positives from that um but uh yeah i mean it is a good point though like a win a win to a program who has no wins 
is huge. Absolutely. We gave a we gave a player of the week, I think, last year, Josh. We've been doing this show over a year, Josh. Like, let, let that sink in for a second. I think we did a player of the week last year to RMC for getting a win. Or, like, not being o, over for the season. So, I mean, yeah, it's a good point. But, I mean, why? Is your clown of the week Trent Volleyball? No. No, no, no. But, but I mean... Okay, can uh, we RC also circle back that Charlie actually, said... Like they, they won some games. Steve Blacknoise was coach of the year. Like they, they did some nice things. I think they graduated a few of their guys, though. Okay, enough about RMC. Can we circle back that Charlie said that I scare him? What the hell, dude? We just met. It's first impressions. It's just first impressions. So my first impression was scary? That is no, not no, the type of impression I'm trying to make, Josh. It was a joke. I was making a joke. Well, now, now I'm pissed. No... <laughs> You gonna change your clown of the week, Trump men's volleyball? Clown of the no to you no. Oh. <laughs> if there was some punishment to being clown of the week, and it was like as if it was some sort of threat, Josh, like, hey, you better watch it, or I'm gonna make you clown of the week, and that was actually like a scary threat for somebody. Clown of the week, I thought we discussed it last week, was gonna be twenty five dollars plus shipping to buy your own clown of the week T shirt that you then had to wear. Right, like we yeah, absolutely. We need your help, Charlie, putting up shirts on a store that we then force the clown of the week to buy. And if it's if the clown of the week is a full team, they gotta buy a team clown of the week shirt. And I mean, you know, we may pocket the money, our budget's quite low, so we may need your help with that. I can tell you, like, if you like make a shirt, and this is what Josh said to me over the summer, if you make a shirt and it actually looks good. I will buy it. If I ever happen to win Clown of the Week and you have a nice quality Clown of the Week shirt sitting there, 25 bucks, I will buy it. Okay, but, but will you, don't you only win it, buy it? if it's more than 25 bucks? Like, that's a lot of the criteria there. Like, like you, is, you have to I'm get saying, it. The idea isn't, it's not, it's not a horrible idea. Okay, but do you have to be the Clown of the Week or would you, would you buy one anyways? But it has to look I good. Think, no, no, no. Like, it's, you have to. It's got to be like, an achievement in sort of a weird sense, but it's got to be like, yeah, I won this shirt. Yeah, I, I agree. There's some viral marketing waiting to happen there, Josh. So let's get your shirt guy, get your design guy, and let's get a clown of the week. We got to partner with Canuck stuff there and get him to make us a sharp cuts clown of the week shirt and get some action going on this. Comment down below if you would buy a clown of the week shirt either with or without having been named clown of the week. Like maybe people want to buy it and then give it to somebody as like a gift, but you're, Hey, you're the clown of the week. Like that's, I think it's got, that's an interesting layer there, Josh, that we never thought about. I think you're onto something, Garrett. Uh, Garrett, I do have to update our listeners here though. Have you looked at Fraser Valley season so far? No. Way more competitive last year. So they beat UBC. They did not. They lost both to Trinity, but took them to five one night. And you're saying they lost 3-0 and they hit negative? Did you know the previous night they beat them? Yeah, Josh. Like, what are you trying to defend them? They go out and lay a complete egg. Like, that makes it even split, worse. They split the that, season series. No, though. no. Unacceptable. You don't go out and beat a team and then go out the next night, hit completely negative and goose egg. 03 after beating them what are you doing your top guy goes three your top guy goes 14 431 everybody else is trash like come on boys how does that make it any better i think fraser valley just likes to play that run against style and some nights they're gonna make errors gary you know that's that's what coach manage <laughs> is out there and that that's why he's a no, friend of the they show didn't, and we're gonna no, be aggressive <laughs> no they made less errors than saskatchewan Ooh, they made that's... 17 hitting errors. Saskatchewan made 21. It's not that either. That probably challenges they made a lot less of service like, errors. coaches' theory. We're like, oh, we, we made more errors than the other team. Well, this turns out that they made more errors than us and we still lost. That That's challenging a lot of coaches' theories, I bet. Absolutely. Okay. we got to move on here. Because on. this is a, we're dwelling heavily on my clown of the week. And I don't know. I, like, was it too intense? Gosh. Who's next to YouTube cardboard box? A little boxes bit hard there. on Fraser Valley. I'll go. I'll go. So, Garrett, I don't know if you've heard, but Beach Volleyball World, they created this Elite 16 tier because they really wanted to showcase our sport and they wanted to make it very like exclusive to be in this Elite 16. Well, Garrett, for two weeks in a row, the women have not had a qualifier. So, I, I mean, we politely ribbed Jake and Russ because they got off a plane. They got their best result. If you would have registered for the women's tournament, you would have been in the event. 
And Garrett, here's the fun fact. No qualifier, and they were so desperate to fill up the event. So if you host an event and it's not full, you can fill it with your local teams. Nine of the 16 teams are from the great country of Brazil. I what mean, are we doing? This is, this is a clown of the week. Who is the clown of the week here, Josh? In, in, in classic Josh Nichols style, you go on a rant that I love, but you haven't named the clown. The clown is the format of the Elite 16. I think we've been in this deep enough to know that it's not working. We need to go back to like Grand Slams and 32s and get teams going because you tried to make it exclusive so fans would know that they're watching only Elite games. Only the best teams get into these events. Well, it turns out in Cape Town and now in Brazil, teams aren't even registering. Teams aren't even going where it's show up and you're in these awesome tournaments that give you way too many points just for participating right now. You know what we need? We need like some sort of cool animation that like shows confetti and things that just says a big, we were right across the screen. It's not in the budget, but we need one of those. We were right. We called it because we absolutely called this a year ago when they had this format. We didn't call that people wouldn't be entering events. That, that I think we didn't see. But we did see that this probably wasn't going to work. And was going to start to break down eventually. So I love the double down on the Clown of the Week, Josh. I support you all the way. Can you imagine we called this like they explained the new format and one of us had the presence of mind to say, you know what? By November next year, I guarantee that half of Elite 16 will be represented by one country. Like, there's no we way could we have. could have predicted this. <laughs> we could have predicted it, though. If we actually did our research and look at the schedule like a, like a professional show, we could have predicted this. Like... We talked with Sarah, who were we talking about? Sophie, uh, about the schedule. And she was like, yeah, like you have the finals in January. Like, yeah, look at the schedule. Why would a team want to go to those events when they could like build their season around actually starting with the finals and then build into the early tournaments in the next part of the year? Like it makes sense. Like why you might miss those two tournaments. But I mean, props to Brazil. Like that is absolutely the way to do it. Host an event. If people don't show at a weird time of year, Pack the event with your own teams. Josh, this has got to be, we got to take notes. Canada needs to host an event in like October, like, like cold in Canada. Like, like it could be bad weather, like host the worst tournament ever, but nobody's going to come pack it with Canadian teams. It's got to be the I way to do it, right? That's one idea. Or we could do it in like December in Downsview. So now we're playing indoor beach and let's do it like, over New Year's or that weird week after Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone has to fly in on like around New Year's. It's like, like the most Boxing expensive yeah. flight time. Like it's like everybody's paying an arm and a leg for their tickets. Like nobody's coming. That is the way to do it, Josh. Like, oh, yeah. Just tell the yeah, FIVB. No, in Canada, our culture is different. We do it differently here. Like <laughs> this is when we play our tournaments. Like this is how we do it. <laughs> I definitely, I definitely think you go Boxing Day tournament at Kids Beach. You just like bring out the shovels. You just get the courts, shovel it off. Sand's there. Everything's fine. But well, and you might not even need to shovel. Like you may not need to shovel if you do it at Kids Beach. And it could be positive. Like it could be like five degrees. Now there is a rule though. It has to be twelve degrees Celsius, right? That is a rule. I think it has to be at twelve degrees. You can't play less than that because it's like unsafe. <laughs> unsafe we play snow volleyball now anyways so it, we got to find a time of year where it's 12 degrees at least so there's nowhere in canada that's 12 degrees at like in december is there no. somebody's got to comment no. below and say kids beach but i don't believe you maybe kids beach like right now in november but in december there's no way is there pop-up tournament in a chinook in calgary is what we need right there that's what we need. A pop-up FIVB, maybe maybe Norseka. Be like, hey, Norseka, we're having a Chinook. Let's have a tournament this week. Last minute, people can't make it. We'll pack it, Josh. Get on it, dude. These are gold ideas. Hey, Brazil got nine. I think we could get 14 out of the 16 for an elite. 16. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. We could <laughs> do sure. it. We could at least do that. Absolutely. And I mean, imagine if it were like a Challenger or a Norseka. We could have like basically all Canada. <laughs> Team Charizard there, full just Canada their Challenger. own t-shirt toss into the audience. Yeah, like everyone just has their own t-shirt. Yeah. I yeah, like if you run in Norseka at this time of year, it'll just look like OBA Beach Tour. You'll get like, you'll be going down to like the 17 UT Ontario kids that are getting in. Absolutely. And I'm here for it. Like I would, listen, imagine me as the announcer at that tournament. 
it would be we'd just be having so many laughs it'd be a complete joke so book it josh like get on it so great clown of the week josh you're on a you're on a roll dude with the clowns i gotta say no, you know, no, I feel a, a little negative sometimes, Gary. Like this show gives me anxiety trying to prep for it. But then I get I get into my news and I look up stuff, and there's just a lot of stuff that annoys me lately, Gary. Nine out of sixteen I, teams from one country. Are you kidding me? Lean into it, Josh. Come to the dark <laughs> side. Lean into it. Use your feelings. <laughs> yeah, don't Cut. be solution based. Use your podcast as a personal yes. platform to vent your yes. feelings. Yes. Yes. <laughs> All right, we got one more. Okay, over to Charlie, Clown of the Week. We gave you so much time to think about this, even if you weren't prepared. So this better be good. No, I was I was very prepared for this one. Uh, it's both the Clown of the Week and a personal issue I have. Uh, the announcers and the video at Mac was atrocious. Uh, the announcer throughout our game, he mixed up guys, like, literally every play. Uh, on the Friday, we have a guy on our team, Logan McCallum. Uh, Friday, he had no problems, Logan McCallum. Uh, and then Saturday, uh, Logan turned into Logan McCulley. Uh, for the entire game, he just changed the last name. Not even close. Uh, he called one of our guys, Nick, Ethan, which is another one of our guys. Uh, Nick is white. Ethan is not. He mixed them up multiple times. They play different positions. Uh, frequently, they said that our lib was serving. Um, you can see the problem with that one. Uh, I don't even know if they have a position sheet. Like... It was brutal. He, like the terminology was off 90% of the times. He got to a point, day two, where he would just kind of mix and match first and last name. So he would take one guy's first name, another guy's last name, just throw them together. It's really having a time with it. So, like, do you guys know anything about that? Do they have, like, they have to have a list of the players and numbers and everything, right? Listen, I was born. I was made to comment on this clown of the week, Josh. This is, I mean, unbelievable. Also, we there's so much to unpack here. I mean, just, uh, there's uh, so much to unpack here. I've got a little, here. like, part two to this one after we're done, so. Part two? Oh, my God. Like, like, Dude, okay, no, it's, you're reading off of a now. sheet. You're now. clearly reading off no, of no. something. Like, it's, you are prepared. It's, it's the same issue with the production, is that uh, in the gym, I don't you guys have definitely seen, they've got a little, like, Jumbotron in the corner where, like, they play animations and stuff, which, for the most part, are bad. Uh, but in between sets, sometimes they do like, you know, in hockey games, they run around and it's like kiss cam or whatever. They have that. Uh, well, Mac had homework cam and bongo cam. Homework cam like, would just, well, there was that, but homework cam would just pan around to different people in the audience and put a little text bubble above their head that said like, I forgot to do my homework or something along those lines. Uh, and then there's no inherent issue with bongo cam other than the fact that they turned it on one of our injured guys who was doing stats during a timeout. So, okay. There is so much to unpack here, Charlie. And I just got to thank you for bringing this to this show. If you've been listening to this show for 47 minutes, I mean, this is really why you came to the show is I didn't know any of this. This is awesome. So announcers, like, so you're talking about the, the whole in arena presentation. Like these are no, the no, announcers. No, I'm, talking about, I'm talking about the OUA broadcast. Sorry. Okay. Is this both parts or like, well, I have issue with the audio inside the stadium, uh, the sound effects that they play too. Like after you miss a serve, they play the wah, wah, wah sound effect, which is Classic. so tough. So do tough. they still have the DJ who after a song plays, he fades out. Like it goes, every Uh, single time i don't know it it might but yeah (laughs) okay so are we talking about you're talking about the announcers now i hate to i hate to nitpick here but there's announcers and there's commentators so the announcers are on the mic in the arena and the commentators are on the broadcast sometimes they're the same but we're talking about the commentator what the commentator was brutal, uh, and I think the announcer made a couple mistakes as well, but they get a pass on that. Okay, so you watched back your own game to find out this information. I was watching it anyways, and it was atrocious. It was horrible. Okay, so yes, they should have a sheet. I think it's hilarious. They, they have no incentive to get it wrong because the announcer, if they get it wrong, could be like a 
like a mental tactic. Like, hey, we're just going to, we don't care enough about you that we're going to yeah. chirp you in the arena. Like, the wah, wah, oh, I'll call you the wrong name, whatever. But the commentators, you can't hear what they're saying. So they have no reason not to get it right. They have a vested interest in getting it right because their teacher or probably somebody's looking at that. So the fact that they would say somebody's first name and then a different player's last name is unbelievable to me because they have a sheet with the names side by side. So how do you like say, are you just like trying to memorize them? Like you, that you have to go based on memory or like, I have no idea. Nobody's even seeing your face. Just read it off the sheet. Like we're on camera right now more than they are. So like they could just read off sheets more than us. Like it makes no sense to me. That is absolutely hilarious. And I'm kind of about it actually. Like I kind of like that, how bad it is. Is that bad of me? It was it was comically bad. It wasn't even like oh they're making mistakes. It was like legitimately funny to watch. Like the wrong guy too. Like completely the wrong guy. Wrong position. Yeah. Wrong race. <laughs> yeah, wrong position. Wrong number. Wrong race. Like I, it's beyond me. I don't know how you make that mistake. <laughs> like did they switch? Did like did, did team switch numbers? Did your team switch numbers? Maybe. No. No. Everybody has kept their numbers, and the first few guys have new numbers. That, 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 that is awesome. That is hilarious. And okay. So there's so much to unpack there. So you were reading the, the announcers are stupid with the mistakes for the name. What else were they saying? Did they say something else stupid? Yeah. They like completely switched the one guy's last name, uh, from, Oh yeah. McCallum. And then the same guy to Macaulay, the same guy was Macaulay the next day. Uh, they frequently said our libs were serving and, and we're naming guys that were on the bench. Uh, <laughs> like they're hitting and stuff. Oh, like so I think I think at one so point they named one of our like injured players for getting a kill. Oh, that is great. Like like there's it six guys on the court clearly, but they've in the span of five minutes said ten different names. <laughs> yeah. No, and it was like they would like one play they would say one guy, and the very next play they would just change that guy's name entirely. <laughs> That is comically, comically bad. I am about that. I, I have to. Maybe I could go. You go watch it. Like, go check it out. You should clip that for us and send it to us, just so we can see that car crash. So I got a, I got a bone to pick too. So hold on. Like, what the? What is a bongo cam? So it's like it would just pan around to random people in the stands with little bongos. They'd expect people to go like that and like pretend to play bongos. So but, the bomb goes on the screen, Garrett, and then it shows you sitting in your chair normally, and then you see yourself on the screen, and you start, like, hitting the bongos. Yeah. That's yeah. that's so lame. Because um, the song they're but, playing but, in the gymnasium but, is to a drum, so you, like, yeah. It's, okay. Homework so, cam. Yeah, homework cam, like, you don't, there's no action. Or are you supposed to go like this? Hmm. And make, like, a thinking face. Is that, like, the fun of it? Yeah. And then... Doing it on no the guy on the bench is awesome. Him. That yeah, that's an awesome move. I fully endorse doing it to the guy on the bench. He was injured taking stats. He wasn't even dressed. It's just a re- like it just respect it. Looks yep. over and absolutely. Add insult to injury is a well-known term for that reason. Is because you want to do it. Um, okay. Wow. So on the broadcast, how is it showing what they're showing on the jumbotron? It's the same oh, thing. That wasn't on. That wasn't on the broadcast. That was just the jumbotron oh, stuff was in the jam. Just the jumbotron. Yeah, the okay. broadcast would just the broadcast would just cut to nothing. Wow, I. That is awesome. Great clown of the week, Charlie. Great clown of the week. I love it. I love it. I have. I mean, I have nothing else to say other than that's hilarious. So. I wonder Clowns how the they week, find man. the commentators, though. Like, they must be, like, a student or involved in a program yeah. or something. I think that's why the lack of volleyball knowledge is sometimes there where they get the terms wrong. Yeah. Like, if I, I don't, if you're trying to be a hockey broadcaster and you're in school for it and you get assigned to the volleyball game, you should still recognize, like, position and number and the information they give you. I'm not, I'm not going to get on you if you don't know the difference between, like, service receive and a dig. Like, I think a lot of commentators mix that stuff up. But if you're, like saying charlie may just like served and you're the libero like we got some problems there because you clearly didn't do that thing i feel like it's also not that hard to differentiate between a left side and a right side it's like just left hand up right hand up just do that well actually that but that's probably the hardest difference to find actually because they like they switch team switch sides 
Team switch sides. They both hit from the other side in one rotation. <laughs> they play. Yeah. They all serve. Like I, I get it. I I get it. Like, but you're right. It's unacceptable. If you're a student trying to be a broadcaster, like do your homework. Like like put the homework cam on those guys. I did commentary for curling one time, and I I wasn't the best, most exciting, but I didn't get the terms wrong because I was just like, hey, tell me everything that I need to know, and let's get it right. I write it down in front of me. Now I'm not on camera. Anyways, I could talk all day about commentary and stuff like that. If anybody's looking for commentators, hit us up. Josh and I will go on the road for the small fee of what's our fee, Josh? Yeah, well, we don't like to talk numbers on air, Gary. We'll we'll talk right, about right, right. It's not public. Us, yeah. Inquire yes. business inquiries, Inquire. please, yeah. please DM Josh on Instagram. <laughs> I will say, Garrett, uh, okay. I like how the production of the in-gymnasium stuff has changed. We're like, uh, I think when you are playing, Garrett, York didn't have a screen. We have a screen now. They had the cup game going on between sats, people coming up, doing stuff. So uh, I know maybe the bongo drum wasn't a big hit, but like the in-game entertainment, at least they're giving it a shot now. I do, I do got to respect that. Like, go for it. Do your best. Try to make this boring-ass sport as, as entertaining as possible. Oh, sorry. But that was a sharp cut because before we get out of here, we have a new guest, Josh, and you, I mean, I we need to, well, gosh, we haven't even covered our comments. This is this is turning into a lengthy episode, so we better hurry it up and pick it up and get out of here. Okay, let's get to some comments quickly because we're near the end of the episode. Thank you guys for commenting. Hit us up on YouTube, Sharp Cuts Volleyball. We'd love to hear from you, and we read the comments on the show. So if you don't want us to read something, actually just put it in the comment. We won't read it. But um, Okay, so back from the Sarah Pavin episode, um, we... See, Josh, we forget what we even talk about. We briefly mentioned in passing having a like a Pavin family draft, like where we have all the Pavins on and doing like a, a mock draft of some kind. And Tim Stubbs writes in Pavin bringing some substance with that hot take on the men's team, which is what prompted this discussion on hot takes that we're going to get to. And Luke commenting saying pavin family draft on a future episode please would pay to see paul join in too well i mean we gotta really listen to if people are willing to pay for something josh like we i think we have to lean into that right i would love to get paul on the show well let's get the whole pavin family on the show josh how about you get on that is it in the budget to pay him probably not we need to rely on luke for that um okay from last episode though we do have a couple of comments. Well, not last episode, two episodes ago, because we're the, the recording's way out of whack here, you guys. Thanks for bearing with us. Um, Lucas says he is putting his vote in for fan favorite guests as Pierce and Nolan, and he's happy to make it official with a resounding one to zero vote. Congrats to Pierce and Nolan. And I mean, I like the effort, Lucas, but we actually, very long time ago, did have a poll for the fan favorite guest. And if anyone only got one vote, I would say, okay, you're right. Like it's competitive. But my biological father got four votes, a resounding four votes to victory. So he narrowly beat out this show is trash <laughs> for, for, for first place. For first place. So we maybe need to do another poll and actually see who our fan favorite guest is. I would do that. But on YouTube, it hasn't enabled me the community features to actually do that. So we need more subscribers. So be a friend, tell a friend, hit that subscribe button so we can get polls on here and actually determine some of these things. Anyways, um, and the last comment from some guy, which I think is maybe one of the best uh, usernames out there. Going to have to give a preemptive clown of the week to this show if the U Sports rankings ever come up again. Talking about them is like setting a sub 300 hitter 82 times. <laughs> <laughs> they are well established as completely meaningless, and the only reason U Sports uses them is to drum up conversation with the laziest possible effort on their part. Let's not give them the satisfaction by falling for their clickbait. Well, some guy, what the hell, dude? I've already now mentioned it on the show reading your comment, so now we've kind of blown it by bringing it up already. But excellent comment about this uh, setting a sub 382 times. It is exactly like that, but come on, we need the clickbait. Like, I, what do I mean? We can move away from it, but also, like, should we take the clown of the week for doing it? Do we get a clown of the week now because we brought it up, but reading some guy's comment, I'm confused by this. I don't know how to proceed, Josh. It's a great name. I wish I knew their identity because I think they could come on the show if they're this witty and sassy. Like that is a good sharp cut comment. Like I, I fully agree with what they just said there. So, um, 
should we do our own top 10 list, Gary? Is that the point we're at? Where we just all agree it's made up and we might as well have like one unofficial and see how many times like people share it on their story being like, yeah, we're number one. We're number one being like, yeah. We tried that one time to do like a really fake top 10. And I don't think people liked it. I don't think it went over well. We, we, we called it the sharp cuts quotient, um, the SCQ for determining who's in the first place. I don't think it went over well. So, But we could do a one of our own and kind of do it somewhat legitimately. Like basically just take the top 10 that U-Sports does and just change it around a little bit and put out our own, which we could do. And now we're talking about it, Josh. And some guy told us Clown not move. to. Clown move. Clown yeah, move right. by us. So move on. So, okay. Before we leave this episode, I want to get a few hot takes on record. We have Charlie here. We have you, Josh. You're a, a perennial fence sitter. We have a few minutes left in this and reward the people who've stuck it through this episode this long. It's basically nobody probably because we talked about the low-hanging fruit. But let's get some hot takes on record. I'm prepared, but I don't want to go... I, I, you know, I'll go first. I'll go first with a hot take because I'm ready. I better put my money where my mouth is. So hot take... The women's sitting volleyball team, our indoor national women's sitting team, is our best national team right now. Mm, I I don't think so. We have yet semifinal to see how at new, Worlds. Like semifinal so, at Worlds. We don't know the result. Okay. But like, with a semifinal, when you're listening to this, you'll know the result. And so it'll if they come fourth, I'll look worse. If they medal, then I, I think they definitely are the the top national team right now. Tell me why I'm wrong. I think right now is the asterisk there because Charlie just mumbled something about Sophie and Brandy who are no longer a team. So not a team anymore. But, they are not a national team anymore. At the moment, they're not. Oh, Mel and Sarah, world champions, both- not a national team anymore. But now we have two new teams on the women's beach side that I think unproven, for. completely unproven, so Charlie. Totally. I think could, could what we name it on potential. I'm the best national team then because of my potential. Like, no, it's not about potential. You Go and prove it. National team. Go and prove. Oh yeah, I mean, come on, exactly. Go and prove it is my logic. Josh, you got any rebuttal? Or are you going to agree with me here? Uh, you swayed me. I agree. Currently, as the date we're recording this, the women's sitting is our number one national team. Congrats to the women's sitting national team. I mean, well done. Congrats to you. I mean, I hope they get a medal and really, like, cement themselves. Like, if they go and get gold at the Worlds, like, that would really be a throwdown for all the other national teams. And I hope they do it. But tell us what happened because you're listening to it or you right now and we don't know the results. So that's my hot take. I got a few more hot takes, but do you guys have any that come to mind? Come on. You gotta have I heard a rumor the other day that uh, possibly the University of Windsor has the best live stream production in all of U Sports. I don't know if Charlie can confirm that, or deny this. Yeah, that wasn't a rumor. That was just me texting Josh that I thought they did. <laughs> um, like, I really think they have the best production value for like broadcasting their games in at least the OUA and probably U Sports. Like you say, like they've got like they've got a bench cam, so after every point, it cuts to their bench, and all the guys are getting hype and they're getting super excited. Uh, and then they've got really like dynamic footage behind the server, so it follows them and it goes with their serve, uh, as well as just it's really good quality. The commentating is good, definitely better than Max. Um, but I think, again, a personal favorite of that is when it cuts to the opposing bench after looking at Windsor's bench and they just look depressed. Uh, I love that. That's just that makes it entertaining. But I think they easily have the best production in OUA. Now, this could be setting the table for some future Clowns of the Week, Garrett, because I don't really have a lot of patience for the bench squad and, like, their choreographed sellies. So now if we know there's going to be a dedicated camera to them and they know they're going to be on TV, maybe they get, like, more outlandish. And I'm not going to be a big fan of this. No, I fully support that. Like, come on, you stick in the mud. You're like a plank of wood there, buddy. Get some personality. Like, let's have some fun there. Um, But I will rebuttal you, Charlie, and I will go with an even hotter take that McMaster has the best broadcast in the league that McMaster is the best because anyone can go and have nice camera angles and stuff like that but not anybody can mess up the names that badly and have the bongo and homework cam seals it tell me I'm wrong from a pure nonsensical entertainment standpoint you are correct but from a but from a practical standpoint, you nope, are Nope, that's where we nope, that's where it ends. I'm correct. 
<laughs> oh, okay. You. Josh, you got any sharp cuts? No, no, I'm pretty good this week, Garrett. Uh... Come on, man. You got nothing? You have no hot take. I have two more. Ooh. Do they You're get lame, spicier dude. as you go? Yes. Ooh, okay. <laughs> well, no, this this second one isn't that spicy. So I I will I will go out on the limb and say that college volleyball in Canada is more entertaining than university volleyball in Canada. I'm going to challenge that because you may not have got a message, but I got a message saying I 100% agree with Garrett. College guys serve like they don't care if they win or lose. They just want to hit aces. And I think that a lot of people would agree with that premise. So if you're telling me on one hand they just want to hit the ball as hard as they can, that doesn't lead to an entertaining sport if both teams are missing like eight serves a set. I think sort of. Sort of, but it's way more competitive than that, Josh, because in OUA specifically, like I, the, I can only watch a float serve to position five, a two pass, a high ball outside, and then a high hit line that tools or the guy gets blocked. Like how many times am I going to watch that damn sequence before like I, I lose my mind? Like it's the same thing happens every time in college. They miss a lot of serves. There's a lot of serves in university as well, but at least in college, they do some crazy stuff. It's not good. Not all the time. They do some weird stuff and I'm here for it. It's exciting. It's interesting. I want that story. Tell it to me. When I worked at the OVA, I always encouraged our referees. So I had no say, and it was purely conversational. I think if you're trying to upgrade your badge level, you should have to referee college because I think it is fast and athletic, but you're right. Weird stuff happens where you're going to have to call ball handling. You're going to have to call out of rotation because these guys don't know what they're doing sometimes. They're out of rotation like every time. Where you don't get that in U sports, and you probably don't get that at 18U Division One for either uh, our men or women. But if you referee college, and I would say the women are a little bit more disciplined than the men, you're going to be giving out yellow cards to the bench. Someone's out of rotation. You're dealing with like weird, like I said, like they're going to use all three hits on one out of system set. Like there's some stuff going on in men's college, Garrett. I agree. So thank you for supporting me. These apparently, I guess, aren't that hot takes. This last one, though. We're going to leave on it, and we're not even going to talk about it, Josh. I'm just going to drop it, and then we're going to end the episode. So before I give this hot take, Charlie, thanks so much for joining us, man. Uh, it was great having you. Appreciate it. Good luck in your season, and uh, Team Charizard. I mean, uh, you got to help us with the shirts. We need that. So thanks for joining us. I can. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Well, you've been very polite, which is, I mean, we get a lot of people being nice to us on the show, which, which we don't deserve, Josh. So here's my hot take. I you and I'll. I'll leave you with I'll, I'm, I'll take that. I'll take the heat, and this is going to be a scary take. The top, like top beach players on our national teams, like people who commit to beach, are failed indoor players. Let that one sit there. Think about it. You want to call me out next week, Josh? Am I clown of the week next week for that take? You're, you're giving me a cliffhanger. Like, am I? Uh, we're giving everybody a cliffhanger. You gonna call me out next week? Tune in and find out. That'll do it. Thanks for watching. <laughs>